Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Salty Housewives. We have a friend with us again today. Hello. Hello. It's Megan. Hello, Megan. I am so glad that I have a helping hand for this week because, oh my goodness. What a doozy of an episode. (laughs) I watched the whole thing with my mouth open. I I think my cognitive functions shut down while I was watching. <laughs> it's, it's this one was I thought last episode was rough. This one, my goodness. I I have to ask, do you think do you think I mean, obviously what I'm going to say is inaccurate because this was all filmed before we had our karaoke night the other week. But I'm going to make this about me. Do you think that the mommy issues happened because I was being such a good mother at karaoke the other night? <laughs> you were being, you were being the best karaoke mother. <laughs> I, those instincts, you know, they just kicked in. So apparently I am a better mother than Linda and I have no children. So figure that out. Absolutely. Absolutely um, agree. <laughs> so, before we get into the episode, for those who don't follow social media as strongly, it makes a bit more sense now, kind of what was going on. So I sent you the stuff. Uh, the preview clip for the episode came out. I won't get into it because we'll talk about it in the recap. And it was Monica telling Heather some about her childhood. Mm-hmm. And Linda decides... She's going to, I don't know, do damage control. I I don't know what I'd call it because really all she did was confirm everything Monica said and just like made the damage more comprehensible, I guess. Yeah. And then, and then, I don't know, I guess because she received backlash or something. She's like, you know what? I'm done speaking on these matters. Think of me what you will, blah, blah, blah. But, but, of course, after she does that, she backtracks. After she, after the woman, after the woman who said she didn't want to be on reality TV because she didn't want to share her life, who has a blue check mark that she pays for to get more followers to look famous. Oh, and my who, gosh. Who, who also calls herself LD millionaire even though she lives in a ranch style home in utah which is the cheapest kind of home you can get i mean gracious well okay that's unfair that's monica's home and i'm not hating on monica but i equated that with her mother so monica's home beautiful linda's home don't know what it is cheap and ugly but (laughs) after the desperate pick me mother says She doesn't want to get involved. She says, I'm so sorry. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about this anymore, but a dear friend pointed out that I must speak my truth. Question. Do you think the dear friend is a real person? Oh. Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No. Do you think the dear friend is an actual person or do you think the dear friend is a voice inside of her head? I, I think it's coming from her own self. Okay, like I do too. She has some really um, 
what's what's a what's a nice word? Just some I don't know. Friends that are just like her. I mean, I when I was little, my imaginary friend was Min from Bar- Barney. So maybe Amazing. she just has imaginary friends from childhood she hasn't got rid of, but her imaginary friends are a little misguided. Um, so, yeah, she says this. Mind you, this all came out before the episode even premiered. And she, she was anticipating. She was trying oh, yeah. to do damage control before uh-huh. we saw what was going on. However, the way that I view it, um, she showed us exactly who she was. Oh, yeah. And she keeps showing us. She keeps showing us. But so she can say all she wants on social media. But like you said, if she didn't want to be on the show, she didn't have to perform so hard. Right. So, right. So the post continues regarding this new story. Monica tells about me ditching her to chase my dreams. If she had said, even though my mom visited on weekends and called me every night, I felt abandoned. That's different. But Monica says I dumped her off with some family to chase my dreams. Well, you did. And you confirmed that. That's not what happened. And she knows it. Well, no, it did. And you confirmed it. Monica never said like she didn't know the family. She said we were she fought outside. friends. They were friends. The family. They were friends. They that knew each other. But that's that's so different than having her mother. Right. And then the post goes on. She talks about not being jealous of her daughter and blah blah blah. But here's the thing. Okay. And I said this to my mom because, of course, my mom is also shocked at this. Like, oh my goodness, I love a lot of people that are not my actual immediate family, my mom, my dad, and my sister. However, just because I love those people doesn't mean I want to live with them, let alone spend one night over with them. Right. Especially when it comes to, like, at like at what expense? You're 12 years old. Your mother's gone. You're living with a, fam- like with a family friend. You're starting junior high. That, that already sounds traumatic, let alone the way her mother treats her outside of that. Right. And like you said, Monica is speaking from the place of a 12-year-old. I'm speaking from the place of a 35-year-old. Mm-hmm. I could not imagine. I can't imagine. So anyway, Monica's mom, Linda, is doing damage control before the episode premieres. And now we get the episode. And we're coming in hot. Let's get into. Oh, also, everybody, um, because the dinner scene with Monica and her mom is so intense and so loaded. Instead of recapping it, Megan and I are actually going to do a dramatic reading. Um, (laughs) I, I I took the time to copy down the dialogue. I will be playing the part of Linda because I was a mother the other night, so I feel it only appropriate to be a mother. And Megan will be playing the part of Monica when we get there. So just an FYI. This is also going to be a CBS radio mystery hour as well. (laughs) (laughs) A whole transcription. I love it. A whole transcription. So I will say, I actually, one thing I really enjoyed about this episode is it had a mix of everything. It had the drama. It had the comedy. It had like really fun, kind of cute, sentimental moments. I don't include lisa in that i actually include angie in that i more so include john in that and i feel bad for him but i'll get into that later so we start the episode in whitney's home and 
she is telling Justin that she just got off the phone with Mary because she is going to go have dinner or lunch with her and try and work things out. And we all know how that is going to work. And I... Because we all know how Whitney works. Oh, yeah. And it is never to smooth things over. It is always to unearth (laughs) things of the past. Exactly. Justin's like, well, I just don't want you to have any expectations. I, myself, had plenty of expectations, and Mary exceeded all of them. (laughs) So um, they talk about that. And then Whitney is talking about how she's going to be throwing a birthday party for Bobby and she wants to invite all the ladies including Meredith who she says she has beef with which is funny because in my brain they don't actually have a problem but I forget they kind of do but also Meredith doesn't like her it seems so I guess there is beef but I don't know in my brain it doesn't exist but it does so for the sake of the show I'm glad Does that even make sense? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Because Uh, I always forget that anything happened between the two of them because I'm so focused on like the much bigger plot lines. Right. Right. Exactly. So they talk about Whitney has like, like, I feel like just at home is never a main plot line. It's always like a, I have this very minor issue with my husband right now well you know what it feels like uh it feels like whitney has so little going on that's why they've i feel like it's why they needed to manufacture this marriage falling apart story and they need to get her with mary because it's like whitney you're doing so little and you're so uninteresting that we need to craft this for you (laughs) because you can't craft i know i said this last time but why aren't we seeing her business? Why aren't we seeing her being like the youngest housewife? But she's got like a whole skincare business. I want to see what Whitney's doing beyond this minor stuff. I mean, I'm not going to discredit her business, but seeing what she posts on Instagram and stuff, it seems like a lot of her business, though, is just like pop-up shops and events and she sells things online, but there's like, not a store and she sells her products in beauty lab, but it's like, it's like, it's like a more successful Etsy shop that has its own website and its own functionality. Ah, that's the vibe I get, but it's like skincare and jewelry, but it's like basic white girl, uh, Stockton, California. Let me become a millionaire off of this but you're not going to i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's the vibe i get um so her and justin are talking about the birthday party and uh this i didn't like justin at all in this he's like well when is it and whitney and i was like duh she's like on her birthday no shit it's on yeah, her it's birthday. A birthday party oh well i have this event that i can't miss because we're launching this but Okay, great. Good on you for planning an event on your daughter's birthday. You know her birthday. Yeah, that whole scene seemed like it wasn't real. It seemed so fake. Like, okay, I don't think you two have a problem with this, but pretend you have a problem with it. And then they kind of brush it off. And then she just, out of nowhere, did you schedule therapy? 
and he's trying not to laugh and it's like neither of you should ever try going into acting because you can't you can't you can't sell it and then it's like okay love you bye love you bye and the scene's over and I'm happy yeah they were both laughing (laughs) um and then we get into the start of the fun and more of the drama so Heather and Monica go snowmobiling and I okay so I have to say where I don't know where they were snowmobiling but when they stopped and took that picture and you saw the snow in the mountains and it was just gorgeous mm-hmm. I, I'm so happy with my new route that I have at work because I'm driving mostly through central Utah so in the winter time if we get a lot of snow like that that's gonna be my view every day when I'm at work I love that I love it. So little sidebar there. Um, so they do the snowmobiling. It looks fun. Monica is like, oh, thanks. This is beautiful. But then they get back to the little building where the snowmobiling adventures happen. And they sit by the fireplace and have hot cocoa. And this is the moment of the clip that Linda was referring to. And we're not even at the worst part of the episode. So Monica thanks Heather for inviting her out because she probably would not have got out of bed that day because apparently it's the day after the Greek Easter dinner fiasco and Monica opens up to Heather and tells her how her mother left her in Pennsylvania with family friends not family friends of the family to basically parent her daughter while Linda yeah, Go well, to New Linda can work her dream job. And what what was her yeah. dream job? Did they ever say? I don't even care. <laughs> like, um, Linda, this is what kills me about Linda's argument is she doesn't deny it, and she's like, the the cost of living in New York was much higher than I thought. Blah blah blah. Okay, well then, guess what? You don't take that job, right? You don't. You and say, I want to know what job she had because I want to know what was more important than her daughter. I, 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 I don't have anything nice to say, so I'm not going to say anything at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then Heather, I love that Heather was relating to her. And then Heather finally said something that, I was wondering why were none of the ladies standing up for her? Why was no one saying anything? But even though no one really said anything, Heather was observant because Mm -hmm. she mentioned how that made her feel and seeing her mother do that. And that was such a great moment. But I'm also confused. That's why I was like choppy with my words. Because also Heather doesn't follow Monica on Instagram anymore. The only people that follow Monica on Instagram are Meredith and Whitney. That's interesting. Right? But I love it because it's like, ooh, like drama. what happened between but... then and now? Right? So another little sidebar. But yeah, I loved that scene. And it was like, um, Monica made good points on how that whole Greek Easter uh, triggered her and opened up all that past trauma with the abandonment that she felt from her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, we move on to the, I hated, I, I, 
I have a prediction. Okay. okay. Lisa and John will be the first divorced couple from Salt Lake City. You think so? 100%. They're not on par. They're not in sync. Jack hates his mother, and you can tell in their interactions. She, okay, I I put myself in Jack's place watching this scene because I wanted to understand, like, where's this resentment coming from? Because you can see it on his face. And then when Lisa said in her confessional the things that she said and like, ooh, he wanted to get frosted tips. I don't know. But... That was mean. Okay. That was very mean. If I'm watching a show and I see my mother make making, fun of her. Yeah, making mock, fun of my appearance. My look, that actually made me understand why Lisa says, I would never talk to my mom the way Monica talked to her mom. Yeah, because guess what? You're like a watered down version of Monica's mom with your own sons. I think that Lisa places image really high. Well, she does. Because, like, John, you can tell John, he he has more involvement with the church. The way he's, like, showing yeah. Jack his mission photos, talking about the church, talking about him and Lisa met. Like, you can tell that that is genuine. And then when mm-hmm. Lisa comes out and she starts talking about, well, I had a roommate and she was trying on my clothes and... D- you're not trying to relate. You're making this about you. Mm-hmm. And you don't care to understand your son or your husband. Right. I think she was trying to be involved in the conversation, but the only way she gets involved is when she has to make it about herself and then try to find a way to relate it to what's happening. It's, it's like stop being so about yourself and actually be present with the people in your life. Yeah. And then guess what? You'll relate. You won't have to try. Right. I feel like she was better at the at the actual party, but was also definitely the loudest person in the room and made the party (sighs) much bigger than he wanted. I have some thoughts on that party. I just have thoughts on a party like that that I can't wait to share. So then we move on to I actually liked this moment with angie and her dad oh yeah i thought it was really her dad is adorable i wish that she i think i know what it is now that is bothering about her me about her she's not comfortable with a camera and so she's very hyper aware that it's around yeah and i kind of i kind of feel you get the sense of that in her delivery and her tone and her posture and just how she maneuvers and it's like okay yeah i think once you open up more you're gonna be more enjoyable yeah i got that exact same vibe the way she was talking to her dad she was like so this is your lemon chicken soup like trying to like prompt him into a conversation and it was so apparent they do i know that these women aren't considered actors but they do call the camera the actor's poison because the second an actor is aware of the camera, that's when you stop believing them and yeah. their performance. And I think there's a little bit of that going on. Yep, there is. I agree. Totally. Um, and, okay. I love Angie's moments when she is humanized. Because she does, yeah. you know, obviously she has that evil streak to her. But in moments with her family, I've always found 
it to be a more enjoyable scene because I'm like, oh, she's human. Like she cares. These are people that she cares about and respects and wants to spend time with. And it becomes evident that she's not always mean. (laughs) Well, and it's, that's true. I feel like a majority of people could have been a lot more sympathetic towards her actions in Palm Springs too, if they showed her in a family dynamic more than just starting as a villain, because Mm -hmm. in my opinion, I still don't think anything she did was appropriate, but when you understand now, this is me reading between the lines. She says what she says about how they haven't gone on a date. They haven't whatever. I've not honestly seen her husband be truly affectionate with her, Mm -hmm. which kind of to me goes along the lines of, well, these are rumors that a lot of people in Salt Lake care, but at the same time, he's also not denied it. And so maybe that weighs on her mind, maybe not being included with Meredith, like also made her feel not wanted. Maybe she has those feelings, blah, blah, blah. I mean, her, her dad is there with her. They're talking about dating and Sean walks in from the orgy he just had, or I mean (laughs) the, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean the gay gym locker room hookup. Oh my God. No, I'm sorry. No, he was at the salon working. That's right. In sweats and a dirty white t-shirt. He was and in the salon working. And then had to go shower when yeah. he got home. Yeah. Cause that, and she when I had to run to the salon for a few minutes and I was like, okay, listen, if, if I go to the salon and I leave the salon looking that I was pulled backwards through a bush and treated like a dirty dish rag, then I probably can't afford that salon because that's that's some treatment. <laughs> and yeah, so the salon, salon my ass. Anyway. <laughs> it was just strange because he didn't he didn't come in and stop and talk to them really. Like he said a couple sentences no. and she's like, oh I here's like your food like i'll serve it to you and he was just like oh i have to go shower bye and the look on her dad's face was just like is everything fine or no well no he had to go shower the scent of those men off him it was really indicative of there being a a marital issue so the next moment is where we start getting into gold because mary Mary actually Not only does she show up to this, Mary went out into one of the worst snowstorms we had last year. She went out in it to go sit with the demon spawn Whitney and and actually try talking to her. With the most fashionable choices. The oversized Louis Vuitton bag. She looked incredible. Looked incredible. And... (laughs) Okay... I love what what was it she said when she got there to oh my gosh I'm blanking um she said something like this is your shot so you better shoot your shot yeah <laughs> and Whitney Whitney does well, she, she starts off she doesn't yeah. one thing about Mary Cosby is she doesn't do small talk she doesn't no. care for it she knows that Whitney has a reason, a motive for this dinner, and she's like, come out with it. Because I'm not going to sit here and beat around the bush with you for an hour and a half. I want right. to get these duck rolls, and I want you to speak your piece, and then I want to go home. 
So, okay, Whitney did start off with the apology, and I thought, wow, this is impressive. And then right? it turned into, but you have to own up to what? And I was like, and you're not sorry at all. You're here to cause problems. And that was when Mary was also like, um, no, you've severed whatever relationship we, you, we can have when you called me and Robert Sr. predators. Mm-hmm. Which... I don't want people to get the wrong impression of me when I say I'm loving Mary. Whitney kind of was not wrong saying that because of how Mary does run that church. And I'm never going to meet her in my life. So I do have no problem saying that her husband and her, I mean, they are predatory in how they operate from what people have said in their congregation. I feel like, like a lot of churches are. But that, that's religion just yeah. in general. You can't be successful in religion and you can't have really loyal congregations unless they give everything to you willingly because you've subjected them to that predatory behavior. That's just the truth of it. So yeah, Whitney said it. It is true. But I also see Mary's point because she said it on TV and people will interpret it differently. But yeah, it is what it is. So <laughs> um, the server brings out the food okay i know mary got heat at the event that lisa had when she told when yes. she was she like you're being service. lazy box it up yeah i will say one thing at, from working in restaurants being a restaurant manager for a minute blah 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 the idea to me of not boxing up someone's food that you give to them just is weird like giving them the food in the box when they didn't originally have the food. To me, that's weird. So when that guy handed her the pizza in the box, I was just like, why didn't you have the pizza in the box? So that I kind of understood. I didn't like her saying lazy because they weren't lazy, but I just, I got her frustration. Go on. <laughs> no, that's all I'm saying. Like I, I got the frustration just thinking of Mary as a person. Yeah. If that were me, well, I wouldn't say anything. Things... I wouldn't do anything, but I'd probably secretly be annoyed, but I'd just be like, thank you. Yeah, I feel like most people <laughs> with service industry don't say how they feel some if they're unhappy with something. There's right. two kinds of people. There's people that will never say anything, and then there's people that are 100% going to say something, and you're not going to like it. Right. And then I look at how she said it, and think of people I've dealt with and people like that. I don't feel like that was being said to like start anything or anything. It was just really like, I'm disappointed with the service I got and I'm going to tell you. Right. Well, and she kind of said like, that's lazy, like almost under her breath. I don't even know if that's something they would have heard. We heard it because she's mic'd up. Right. So I don't even know if, if he heard her say it because it didn't really, it wasn't very direct. Exactly. And then... So my point is we get to the server <laughs> bringing her food and spilling the dressing on that plate under her that mm -hmm. kind of splashed on her. Her eyes okay. almost popped out of her face. First of all, you just spilled that on Mary Cosby. That is bad. Now, I've been spilled on by people in restaurants. And while it is frustrating, I've never got mad about it. But yeah. I have to say for Mary Cosby, that was handled well. Because yeah. she she could have pulled all the stops and really laid into that poor person, but she just kind of 
ended up taking it as a sign that she did not need to be there. (laughs) So instead of it being the server's problem, apparently that was an act of God. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just the fact that Whitney alone is just, hey, I'm sorry that I did this. We're like, okay, great. Then Whitney's like, but you need to apologize too. And Mary said, that's not even why we're here. Like, it just, I don't know. I felt bad for Mary in that moment because she, I feel like she knew what she was walking into, but she, Mary had expectations too. Oh, I know. I feel like she didn't anticipate being told what to do. Nobody wants to hear an apology and then be like, okay, now you, now you go. Right. It's like, that's not why I agreed to come. Right. And if I eventually say that I feel Mary like was... you need an apology, I'll give you one, but I don't feel that now. Right. Especially because Mary's right. What Whitney said is a lot worse and, ru- and more rude and more damning than what Mary said to Whitney. Even yeah. though what Mary said to Whitney was also rude, it wasn't something that could like damage her income or whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah. And then Mary left the dinner in the best way possible. She's like, Oh, I'm taking this food to go. Can I get a box? Can I? And then she actually just, she again, handled this will. She just asked the server to please box it up for them. The server gladly just took it and boxed it. I'm like, okay, great. She's redeeming herself from the pizza fiasco. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I felt that way. I mean, she wasn't a great customer, but she wasn't terrible. Like I wouldn't think about her again. If Mary Cosby walked into my restaurant, I would expect that kind of behavior. So I would be on my A game, making sure she wouldn't get upset. I mean, I would feel honored being trashed by her just because (laughs) for some reason, that's just her thing. So I feel like if she trashes you, she felt you were worthy enough of it. And if she doesn't trash you, then she didn't even think of you, which is worse than not being trashed. That is so Regina George, and I'm here for right? it. <laughs> um, so no, she's like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to box up to go. She takes her bag, her ridiculously oversized Louis Vuitton bag that she brought to this dinner, puts it right in her chest so it is visible for the world to see her food, and she just walks off. And it's like, you're, you're at provisions. Like, that's a middle-class restaurant, and you're... That that was the most like housewives thing I've seen on Salt Lake in a long time. And Whitney looked like she was about to cry. She was like, "Don't." <laughs> she said, she "This did. is gross, Mary. You don't want to leave it like this. Don't leave it like this, Mary." And was like quietly begging her to sit down and not cause a scene. Well, the thing I loved after that, the editors just panned to Whitney sitting alone eating her yeah, sad eating her salad, <laughs> eating her salad that oh. had like two ingredients in it. So we had we had that monumentally hilarious dinner that went right into the worst mother-daughter interaction that has probably ever been filmed on reality television. Wait, we did we skip Jack's mission party? Oh, good Lord. I forgot about it because I hate it. So The only reason I even wanted to bring it up is because I'm not from Utah, right? And I've never been to oh, okay. church. But well, there's stuff I, I want to say about it. I didn't realize, like... Because, like, Utah slang gets me every time because, like, I hate it and it's always so intriguing. It's at the terrible. Same time. The fact that he said, Jack says, post-premish and post-mish. 
like I've never heard that in my before life. the mission never. and after the mission. I was like, post mish? You call it your mish? I didn't realize. Listen, that I've never known that to be a thing. That that slang is new to me. So that must be like this is when I know I'm old because I'm like, wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. That's the only reason I even wanted to circle back. <laughs> so there was there's a lot I want to circle. So this mission announcement party, this is a huge thing in Utah. Like it is a it is a huge thing. Like people almost have block parties to announce this kind of stuff. I've been to one mission reveal party when I was like 18, 19-ish. Uh-huh. I went to one and they are like a super big deal. It's 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 a circus, honestly. It is the most... Here's why I say it's a circus, okay? I feel like the irony of this is lost on everybody involved in it. So, and this also goes into, Lisa does not have any idea what a mission is because she's talking about how um, you go and you serve God and you're really just serving people. But no, Lisa, you're talking about a different type of of a mission you're talking about a service mission that's yeah. not what jack that's not what jack is going on jack right. is going on the typical mission that like 19 door year old door. young men do where they proselytize and they go door to door and they try to convert and get baptism that is the goal he is not going on a service mission yeah he's that not is what, building a school right. in africa and he's not teaching english to impoverished children like he's not it's He's not doing that at all. It's literally you're like you're preaching door to door. Yep. This is also why I'm frustrated with her not talking to Heather because Heather knows that Lisa knew nothing about this. And she wanted to be like, listen, your son's going to learn about the church. Your son is going to be in the church 24 seven. He's going to learn things and know things. And he's going to see how his life and your life doesn't line up with the teachings you're going to have a different son when he comes home. You need to be prepared for him to either disown you or try to help you. Like there's going to be so much. Right. And Lisa just acts like she knows all of this, but she doesn't know anything because her brand of Mormonism is what she has made in to fit in with both the Mormon culture and this other worldly lifestyle that she's actually a part of. Right. So that's, that's I would reason. I would love to see a uh, a post Mormon Lisa. I feel like she'd be way cooler if she dropped all of these expectations about what she should be like and what her life should look like on the outside and just really owned who she actually is and she if she leaned in to yeah. herself without the church's influence, I think she'd be a lot cooler. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that. One of my notes I put in here, I said, Lisa is not a housewife for me anymore. She's a TLC reality show sideshow. <laughs> so that could be a good, uh, that could be a good outlet for her. Once Jack comes back, F get off housewives and get on TLC and show your Mormon life. Now that your son's back from his mission. I wouldn't watch it though. Cause I don't want to see her. <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing at this mission party when lisa okay i i 
wanted to feel sympathy, but I did not feel any sympathy. And I laughed with them when Lisa was talking oh about my her God, son. I already know and what you're going to say. All of the friends were just laughing. I'm like, Jack talks mad shit to them about his mom. He must. He because must. they were dying. I'm like, friends do not laugh like that because they're sympathetic or listening to the mom. They're laughing like that because they know everything Jack has said about her and none of it is good. The fact that she was like, how many of you knew he was going on a mission before us? I'm glad she made light of it and laughed and like genuinely laughed it off. But like, you know, that stung a little bit. Oh, she probably punched like eight holes in the wall in their house. And that's why their <laughs> house has no decoration or paint on it. Because the walls have to be just pure drywall because she keeps punching holes in the wall <laughs> out of rage because she doesn't know things before anybody else. <laughs> That's my theory. <laughs> That's why her house is so boring. Okay, so yes, you're right. The missionary thing. Ugh. The it's Ugh. the mish thing. The mi- I well, I won't <laughs> say that. I can't. I can't. You know what that makes me think of? When I was little, I'd watch the old little rascals VHS tapes with my mom, and there was one in particular where they were eating mush. And I think they put like plaster of Paris in it instead of milk. So they're stirring the plaster of Paris in the mush. And then they put their spoon in and pull it out. And it's just this bowl shaped mold of mush. So anytime you have said that, I have thought of that episode of the little rascals. And that was very specific. That was very specific. (laughs) Kind of like my blueberry fig. I was just going to say that. (laughs) <laughs> none of you know about that story and none of you will. Um, <laughs> and so, it's, it's too good to recreate. It was one of those good. you had to be there moments. If, if you weren't there, clearly it was not in the cards and God did not intend for you to be there. So deal with it. You're not worthy enough. <laughs> anyway, that leads me into the true spirit of Monica's mother. So our dramatic reading. We, without further ado, because there's no way to really recap this. Without getting into it. So everybody pretend that I am fake crying right now and I will let Megan take it away. Oh, by the way. Yes. I'm playing the role of Monica. And I am LD Millionaire. Here we go. Hello. Well, that just gave me a headache. I watched a movie about an older lady in Croatia who had issues with her mom. Her mom died and they hadn't resolved their issues. And I don't want that to happen to us. You want me to feel bad for you. But you know, when I was crying, you didn't give a shit. At Angie's dinner, you made me feel completely alone. You picked everyone else's side. You were apologizing for me. To those people that you just met. And then you expect me to sit here and feel bad for you that you're crying right now. I'm not asking you to feel bad for me. I'm asking you to have a conversation with me. Don't talk to me like that. If, if I cry, if I, I'm not going to talk to you like some weak ass bitch either. And then the waiter interrupts to come take their order. And then Linda says, I'll have the lobster enchiladas. I'll, I'll do the the guacamole appetizer. 
Do you have any aspirin in your bag? No. When I do not. you when you were in Palm Springs, you said that Angie was acting like a crazy person. And as her friend, you were trying to calm her down. You were trying to pull her aside. I was just trying to do that for you. I didn't get on Angie's face and humiliate her like that. You don't know the half of it. Nothing. But you instantly took her side. You instantly apologized for her for how I was acting. I don't understand that. I can't comprehend that. That must have slipped a couple generations because I don't have that in me to apologize to someone I've never met before for my child. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. I know you tried crying. You tried yelling. That's usually all you do. I didn't try crying. Stop that. That was sincere. Don't be disrespectful. You, Mom, you are not going to scold me like I'm some fucking little child anymore. And you're not going to disrespect me. I'm still your mother. I'm not being disrespectful. Yes, you are. Don't mock my feelings. You're the, the only one losing it at this table right now is you. Don't mock my feelings. Like you did to me? I don't care. I don't care. You are so sick. I don't. I'm so over it. I know you don't care. Let me talk, motherfucker. Did you just call me a fucker? Motherfucker. I called you a motherfucker. So they were doing this in the busiest restaurant. Fucking busy downtown restaurant. Clearly in like the middle of some sort of lunch or dinner rush. And it's just like why don't I eat at these places when they're filming? <laughs> I don't think I could sit there without walking over and being like, shut the fuck up. Well, it's like that. What What was that one show where they had hidden cameras and they had people in these weird situations? Like they'd leave a kid alone and they'd see how people oh, respond. Yeah. I, I would feel like that was a setup for one of those shows. And I'd walk over and be like, listen, if this is true, talking to linda be like you're out of line literally i'm so sorry for you watching (laughs) watching that scene the way she waved her hand and did the whole bobblehead attitude neck thing i'm like you're like a 60 something year old woman she wants to be on television she wants to be famous i think chasing her dream was to be a model and an actress because her daughter is on a reality show right now and clearly she's jealous of her and it is so painfully fucking obvious the fact that monica was talking about how this is like a this is generational trauma because her mom was abused emotionally and mentally by her mother and now she's doing it to monica and she was trying so hard to calmly explain that to Linda and she just cannot function without feeling attacked. It is crazy. Well, and it's like, okay, this is where I thought, okay, maybe Linda is going to calm down. She asks, where did this start? And then Monica says, well, Easter at Angie's, I was reliving my abandonment as a child. I was 12 and it was so easy for you to leave me and go off to live your life in New York. You treat me like I'm still that little tiny girl that you can fucking shit on and leave here and leave there. And still right now you don't give a fuck. And then Linda, while she's listening, puts her hand out in a Hitler style and just says, get over it. That was crazy. So not only, not only does your mother call you a motherfucker twice at dinner, But as her child says, I'm traumatized and I'm hurt. And you just say, get over it. 
<laughs> what? Like, literally so crazy. And then Monica brings up a story that literally had my jaw on the floor. That one day she was in the car with her mom and she puts Monica in the trunk of her car so she could make out with a guy. I can't. I can't. I was like, and all the mom says, serious? All the mom says, well, I'm sorry I kissed a boy. And then she said, it only happened one time. I, I could have jumped out of my window. I just, what? You put your kid in your trunk. The trunk of your car. Like, excuse me? I've treated my dogs better when I lived in an apartment and had a hookup come over. (laughs) I'm I'm not even kidding. I feel like most people can actually say that if they have a pet and they live on their own. It's crazy that she, why didn't she just like invite the guy over to their house? Why didn't she drop Monica off at home and go and do that? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I like... I like seeing, well, okay, with the way the world has been changing so quickly the last couple of years and how a lot of people are not taking abuse and crap from people anymore and they're really kind of standing their ground, it is nice having someone on a franchise like this and a show like this giving an example of something that is difficult to deal with, emotional dramatic traumatizing triggering and really standing their ground and laying down the footwork to be like i see this as a pattern with you and your mother and i have daughters and i'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that we don't have this same dysfunction because everything that linda is doing she's doing to all five of them yeah she's not just doing it to monica She's doing it to those grandchildren. Well, because they're they're seeing it happen. Like she and she she uses like she took their family vehicle away. She takes the family vehicle as a punishment and abandons Monica and her daughters without a car, as if that's like a gotcha or a, I'm going to teach you moment. No, that's a fucking cunt move. It's it's abusive. Especially, like, what if there was an emergency? What if one of her daughters breaks her arm and she needs to go to the hospital? What if something is happening? She'd like, find a way to make that Monica's a... fault. Yeah. Yes. She'd find a way to make that her problem instead of her own. It's it's definitely, like Monica said, it's a, it's a control move. And it's also incredibly detrimental. Yep. I love when uh, when she at like the height of that dinner and it's getting over and she's asking her uh when am i gonna be forgiven and monica's like you told me you don't feel bad so not today that was funny that was hilarious then at her confessional when she just says how uh she says this shit is now affecting my children and that's where i draw the fucking line when you take our vehicle and done and then she's talking about that in the confessional, like how hard it is and how she's suffered all this emotional and mental abuse. And then here's the kicker, because she talks about the comparison between how her Nana treated her mom that way. Uh-huh. And then Linda, she ma- makes 
Uh, she made another post. I don't even know if I shared it with you. She made another post and she was apologizing for her behavior in the episode and how abhorrent it was and terrible. And she's like, I'm so, so-, so sorry. But then she goes, however, I did not agree to have my life details shared and my past brought up. And, my- and it's like, you're not fucking sorry if you threw in a however and then throw your daughter back under the bus. Yeah. You want this attention. And guess Otherwise, what? Otherwise, you wouldn't be none laying of us, it all out there. Right. None of us want to give you this attention because you're so disgusting. Guess what? The world despises you. Change yourself. Yeah, it's crazy to say, like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want to be on the show. I didn't. I was like, you're giving us this, though. If you didn't want to be in the show and you're trying to mask who you are, mask who you are. She's she, putting... Yeah. Her, she's putting her whole everything out on the table for us to see who she really is. She keeps talking about how uh, she goes, one of the posts, be on the show with me, she said. It'll be fun, she said. Well, okay, guess what? First of all, no one uses that <laughs> meme anymore. No, nobody. Nobody and it's says like, that. Linda, you're a grown adult woman who has free agency. And if you don't want to film, you're not one of the housewives. They're definitely not going to force you to film. You are not part of the show, but you're trying to make yourself part of the show. LD millionaire who is probably worth like $60,000 makes, I don't, I don't care. Her net worth like, two nickels and a jelly bean i don't know i don't (laughs) like her (laughs) that was the only thing my brain could think of and yeah it's just i i hate the way she talks i i hate that she thinks that she's like doing something Uh uh-huh and she really thinks that she's in the right and you could tell i think that she thinks that she's going to be a favorite because she's funny and has an attitude but everyone is seeing that she is incredibly terrible you know i i have a new i have a new thing now i just thought of this when i meet new people i have two questions i need to ask them i need to ask them if they like Donald Trump, because if they say yes, I know just to immediately run the opposite direction. But then I also have to ask them if they're team Monica or team Linda, because if they say team Linda, I know that they need to be locked up. It's I, yeah, I don't know how (laughs) anyone can watch this show and be like, Oh yeah, I can see like, I don't Monica's never out of line. No, when speaking I mean, to no. her mom, she's never out of line. I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this moment. Mostly because I see. Yeah. Mostly because I see how no one follows her except Meredith and Whitney. I'm just like, okay, what, what happens? What goes on? What, what actually, I think it's mostly the fact that Heather doesn't follow her. That really is baffling. Yeah. Me. And Mary. Because we have that clip coming up where she's in Mary's home and Mary's like, don't trust anybody. Don't trust anybody. So like, what? Yeah, like what went down? What happens on this Bermuda trip? I am 
I have a feeling this season finale is just going to be wild. Wild. Next week looks good. Yeah, I I can't wait. It's going to be this season is so it's entertaining. It's gut wrenching. Um, it's it's frustrating. And it's everything I wanted out of the season because last season was so annoying. Yeah. One thing I think what I'm loving too about the season, I think I've told you this. Um, I'm loving this season because it's kind of taking me back to the first like five or six seasons of Atlanta. Like this is just how the show was. This is how the show to me used to just feel and be. And it's like, okay, I think we're getting... We're getting back to it. We're getting back to the chaos. We're getting back to the silliness. We're getting back to the people leaving these dinners with giant oversized Louis Vuitton bags for no real reason. And it's just like, okay, this is great. Yeah. They're, they're being extra and they're, they're just, they're just giving, they're giving everything to us. And um, last season it was like, they were grasping, grasping at straws, trying to figure out what they were going to do without Jen Shaw which really had Jen Shaw remained on the show, I feel like it would have just been the same thing over and over and over and over again. I'm glad they switched it up. I'm glad there's new cast members, especially because we got one that's incredibly based in reality. Yeah. I hope Salt Lake continues on. And I hope that when Jen is out of prison, Monica is still on the show. And I hope Jen, for some reason, agrees and I hope we get a season where the two of them reconnect because. Oh, well, imagine? after she basically helps get Jen incarcerated. I don't know how well that would go down. Well, <laughs> she didn't help. She just called and had information and found out that there was a case against her that had been going on for like 10 yeah, years. I mean, but becoming a witness so, is a big deal, no? I love it. <laughs> I also love that my two favorites are on such opposite ends of the spectrum because I still am love jen shaw and then my other favorite is monica and it's like that if people knew me that only makes sense (laughs) it only makes sense that those are the two i love the most it anyway well that was fun that was a lot of fun we need to do more dramatic readings more often i know if there's another moment if the Lisa Monica moment is a good one next week, because it looks like oh it'll be good. Oh my gosh, I want to be. Yeah, I wanna, you'll be Lisa. I want to. I want to be. I want to be Lisa. <laughs> you'll be Lisa. I don't want to be Lisa because <laughs> if I was Lisa, I would just talk like this the whole time. Be like, "Oh, you need to stop talking to me because I need to hear the sound bath." Because I hate Lisa. You sound like the Queen of Hearts from the Alice in Wonderland, like the animated one. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Well. Everybody, thank you for joining us. If you are not following me on Instagram, uh, my handle is Salty Housewives Podcast, and you can follow my personal page. It's Dallin.Thorup. Megan, if you have any socials you would like to share, my Instagram is Megan X Golden. Awesome. We will see you all next week. Yay. Bye, everybody. Bye.